we're going to have a good time today. Let's open up our Bibles to Joshua chapter number 6. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be up on the screen. We're just going to read two verses of Scripture. Joshua, verse number 27. And then we're going to read Joshua chapter 7, verse number 1. The Scripture says, so the Lord was with Joshua. And his fame was noised throughout all the country. The Lord was with Joshua. I would like the Lord would be with me. And he was with him so that his fame, his notoriety was noise. People were talking about him throughout the entire country. But then the next verse says, but, uh-oh, when you see that, if the word God is not after the word but, then something's went wrong. I like when it sees, or when I read, but God. If it says, but God, there's a good transition. But if God doesn't follow the word B-U-T, then there's something has went wrong. It says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. Listen now. Somebody say the children of Israel. They, them, committed a trespass. They, them, children of Israel. But then it says for Achan. Oh, wait a minute. For Achan. And then it goes on to list his heritage. So you know, it, when, when someone lists their heritage, if your heritage is being listed in the Bible, you did something real good or you did something real bad. If they saying who your daddy, your daddy's daddy, and your daddy's daddy, daddy, you did something real good or you did something real bad because they want to find who is your, who your great-grandpa? Where you come from? Because you done messed everything up. Amen. They list them all. Of the tribe of Judah. Took. Who took it? Achan. The Bible says that Israel committed a trespass though. But Achan is the one that did it. Took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Achan. He was mad at everybody because of what one person did. So I want to preach today on a simple subject. It only takes one. It only takes one. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit that we feel in this house. God, speak to my heart, oh God. This is your church. We are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Use me, God, to speak every word that is intended. But help me, Lord, that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. If you're ready to receive the word, clap your hands unto the Lord and magnify him one more time. You may be seated, presence of the Lord. Great leaders are rare. I think we can all agree on that. Great leaders are rare. Often men and women are elected or appointed to leadership positions, but then falter or fail to act. Others abuse their power, 
to satisfy their egos, crushing their subjects and squandering resources. But without faithful, ethical, and effective leaders, people will wander. We know Israel, for 40 years, Israel wandered. They journeyed in a circular route throughout the wilderness. But not because they were following a failed or faulty leader. Quite the opposite was true. With failing faith, they had refused to obey God and to conquer Canaan. But then a generation arose that was ready to cross the Jordan and possess the land. Joshua was chosen to be Moses' successor. He was a brilliant military leader and a strong spiritual influence. But the key to his success was his submission to God. The key to Joshua's success was his submission to God. So this brings us to this sixth book of the Bible, which is broken up into two main parts. The first narrates the events surrounding the conquest of Canaan land. The second records the assignment and settlement of the captured territory and then concludes with Joshua's farewell address and his death. I want to attempt to highlight just a brief snippet of the first of the two main parts, which is the conquest of Canaan. So that brings me to Joshua chapter 5, verse number 15. It says, and the captain of the Lord's host said, captain of the Lord's host is just an angel of superior rank. So an angel of superior rank said unto Joshua, loose your shoes, take your shoes off for the place where you stand is holy. The Bible says, and Joshua did so. And chapter 6 goes on to say, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out. None came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, look, I've given you the land. Look at them. They're scared. They're nervous. They're not allowing anyone out, not allowing anyone in. I have not only given you the land, but I've also given you the king thereof and all the mighty men of valor. All you have to do, Joshua, is do exactly what I instruct you to do. This is where many of us struggle. We want victory, but we want the victory the way we envision the victory. God is saying to march, but everything in you is saying, I want to fight. So the scripture goes on to let us know in Joshua chapter 6, verse number 15. And it came to pass on the seventh day as Joshua was being obedient, that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they can pass the city seven times and it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, shout. He told them to shout for the Lord has given you the city. But see the next few verses, how often do you hear me say, don't just take a few verses and just use those because you will take them out of context. But it's important when you're reading the Bible or if someone tries to quote a scripture to you, go read what's before it and what comes after it. Because there's a lot of preachers and teachers that will take one verse of scripture and try to call it doctrine. But you have to take the time to read for yourself and read what comes before that verse and what comes after that verse to get full clarity of what the Lord God is saying to the church. So the next few verses of scripture are just as important as the last two that we just read. 
For the Bible continues to say, well, even before we even get there, it's important to take note here that instructions always comes after your praise. So when you're done shouting, it's important to listen. Here lies some folks, you and I, I can conclude myself, there's a problem. Because we come to church, we shout and dance, and then we end up right back in the same mess that we were once in. Why? Because we don't take time to listen after we're done shouting. For the scripture says that they were to shout in verse number 16, for the Lord has given you the city. Verse number 18 says, and you in any wise keep yourself from the accursed thing. Lest you make yourselves accursed. When you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. Listen now, listen to where everything was supposed to go. They were to destroy every living thing. And then all the silver, the gold, the brass, the iron, the things of value were to go into the treasury of the Lord. Somebody say offering. Someone say tithing. It was supposed to go into the treasury of the Lord. So the Bible says in verse number 24, and they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein. They did it. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. So the Lord, going back to our key verse, was with Joshua. And his fame was noised throughout all the country. But something went wrong. The Bible says, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, who was from the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing when the Bible specifically says that everything was supposed to go into the treasury of the Lord. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Everything was supposed to be destroyed. And all the money was supposed to go into the Lord's treasury. Why? Because it was a type of tithing. It was a type of first fruit. You must remember that Jericho was the first city they conquered in Canaan land. Jericho was not all of Canaan land. Jericho was just the first city in Canaan land. So this was a type of tithing. It was a type of first fruit. Let me continue to teach on this. For the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the, somebody say, first fruit. The first fruit of how much? Oh, y'all didn't say it in the back row. How much? There you go. All of you increase. And then the Bible says in Romans chapter 11, verse 16, it says, for if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. So the Lord was trying to teach the people, you got to start out the right way if you want to finish the right way. If you want your branches to be right, if you want your fruit to be right, you got to make sure your roots all right because if your roots are wrong that tree is not going to grow correctly so because they did things wrong starting out god was angry at israel amen 
So the scripture says in Leviticus 27, 32, to give the purpose and intent of why we do what we do because it's holy. It says, and concerning the tenth of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passes under the rod, I don't care what it is. The tenth shall be holy. Somebody say holy. holy. It's holy unto the Lord. Now, because of Achan's selfishness, when the children of Israel go up to fight a smaller city by the name of Ai, they lose badly. Matter of fact, 36 men died. Why? Because it only takes one. It only takes one. See, when one person decides to make a choice contrary to the word of God, it not only affects that one person, but it affected the entire nation. The entire nation had to suffer. When anybody decides to hold back in finances, when anybody decides to hold back in giving of themselves, in giving in prayer, in worship, in fasting, in praise unto the Lord, it affects everybody else. This is important to understand because you may not think your lifting of your hands matters. I'm telling you, it matters. When people are lifting up their hands and lifting up their voice and someone decides not to do it, it affects everything. You may only think you're affecting yourselves, but I'm here to tell you, according to the word of God, it only takes one. So if anybody decides that your praise and if the devil's trying to lie to you and tell you that your praise doesn't matter, that is a lie from the devil. Because when I say clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody in the church should be clapping their hands unto the Lord. you ought to clap those hands that represent chains falling off you ought to clap those hands that represent demons fleeing from your life clap those hands unto the Lord and magnify him amen because it matters I don't know what was told to you yesterday, but today I'm telling you, you matter. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, you matter to me, and you more importantly matter to the Lord. So your praise matters. The clapping of your hands, it matters. The lifting of your voice, it matters. Don't sit here in condemnation. This is not a church of condemnation. Mm. I wish I could preach on that a little bit, but I got to get back to my subject. This is not a church of condemnation. If you decide to shout hallelujah, it's okay. If you decide to run, it's okay. If you decide to leap, it's okay. Whatever you choose. Now, let me, let me calm some of you down. As long as it's in decency and in order. Don't be doing nothing foolish because I'll sit you down then. <laughs> I'm like, no, that, that, come on. Come on. Let's, 
you need to calm down. This is not a church of condemnation. It's okay. Whether you choose to come to an altar and pray, whether you choose to stay at your seat and pray, whether you choose to step out on the aisle and pray, if you choose to walk out in the lobby and pray, it's okay. Because guess what? You're praying. Who said you had to pray in a certain place in order to receive what belongs to you from the Lord? That is not Bible. That is not Bible. But anywhere you lift up your hands, the Bible says even where two or three are gathered together, there he is right there in the midst of them where there's more than two or three here. So I don't care where you are. You just feel free to lift your hands and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I want you. Lord, I cannot go without you. Amen. Give me 30 more seconds on this subject. So it's important that whether it's me, whether it is Brother Timothy up here saying, clap your hands, lift your hands, do it. Just do it. I have no reason to lift my hands. Just do it. Clap, clap. Just do it. He may say, shout hallelujah. You don't have to shout to the top of your voice. Hallelujah. Just do it. Because it matters. It matters. And it only takes one. But I find in my Bible where the people are one, when the people decide to be unified, nothing can stop them. Nothing can stop them. Because the people are unified. Somebody say amen. Amen. You need me to pray for you. I need you to pray for me. You need me to pour into you. I need you to pour into me. We need each other. But we have a problem in the camp. We've got an aching in the camp. We've got a problem here. So now that Joshua has found out we've got a problem because now we've defeated Jericho. The walls have come down. We destroyed everything. Everybody's put the money, their tithing, into the treasury. But somebody done got selfish. Somebody didn't give. Somebody didn't do the right thing. So the Bible says in Joshua chapter number 7, starting at verse number 20, it says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord of God of Israel. And thus and thus, this is what I did. This is how I did it. When I saw, somebody say saw, and when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, and I seen some money, some silver, some gold, few shekels weight, I coveted it. I desired them. And so I took them. And behold, I hid them in the earth, in the mist of my tent. When it says that he saw them, it reminds me of a story in the book of Genesis. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse number 6. For the Bible says in Genesis 3, 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasant to the eye, desired to make one wise, she coveted it. She took it causing sin in her life and of course Adam took as well 
The scripture says, going back to Joshua chapter 7, go back to verse number 21. When I saw among the spoils something that was good to me, a nice garment, something that I can wear. Think about that now. Just because something looks good and he's seen a little bit of money that he can put to the side, he took it and hid it. Where? In his tent. So the Bible says in Joshua 7, go to verse number 22. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent. Everything that he said was in there, it was in there. All the silver, the gold, the goodly garment, it was all hid in the tent. What's interesting here is that the Bible says in verse 23, and they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. So the scripture lets us know that the Israelites had victory in Jericho, but somebody made a mistake. Can I talk to you for a moment? Because that's where the slippery slope is. See, we have victory even though we still got stuff in the tent. So it can cause confusion when you are blessed and God does things for you and you think it's okay to still have things hidden in the tent. But see, the problem was, was that God still honored the victory against Jericho, but it was the next battle that caused them a problem. And see, if you allow yourself to keep things hidden in the tent, it may not affect the battle you just came out of, but it will affect the next battle you step into. And then you wonder why, why didn't I have victory this time? I had victory last time. It's because you still have the accursed thing in the tent. I'm here to tell you today, it only takes one. I don't care what you have. If you can use this tent as representation of your own house, because the tent represented their house. It represented Aiken's house. And the Bible says that not only did they grab everything out their tent and bring it, but they destroyed it all. And they destroyed his entire house. I'm not telling you to go home and destroy your house. But what I am telling you to go home and get rid of the things that are hidden in the tent. Because some of us are struggling with day-to-day things. Some of us are struggling with things that we're wrestling against and we're trying to figure out why am I not overcoming this battle? It's because you got stuff at the bottom of the tents that should not be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you got to get rid of things. You better go back home. You better think over your heart. Think in your mind and say, God, work on me. What is in my life? I need to remove. Because it may not affect you now, but I promise you, it will affect you later. Oh, yes, it will. You can be living good. You can be smiling. You can be doing things as you think good before the Lord. But what's under that tent? 
Some of us would not want an angel of the Lord to show up at our house and say, hey, let me check the house real quick. No, that angel going to need to call me before he come. Oh, I thought I was preaching to some real folks in here. Showing up at my door knocking. You go hear that from Sister Robinson. I can talk about her because she ain't in here. Don't, don't tell her I said that. You know, you better call before you come. Why? Because we want to clean up real quick before people see the dirt, before people see the mess. Don't you know God sees all things? I'm telling somebody, it's time to get rid of things that's been in the house for far too long. And when I'm talking about your house, I'm talking about this heart. I'm talking about what's on the inside of you. I'm not necessarily talking about a physical house, but I'm talking about what's deep down on the inside of your heart. If I've got anger, if I've got bitterness, if I've got hate if got I've got things in me I've got to get rid of it because it will affect your next battle Woo. uh-huh uh-huh I, I know I know see we 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 must understand this because Aiken calls trouble on an entire nation The things that we have hidden can affect our entire household. There are things that fathers can hide not realizing that they're affecting their wife and their children. And if you don't take care of something, it will affect your grandchildren. Church, I'm trying to help us today. I know what I'm preaching about. Oh, yes. The Lord said in the Old Testament that he will visit the iniquities. Second, third generation, third, fourth generation. He'll visit them if it's not taken care of. If somebody doesn't take care of the problem and get rid of the things that they have hidden in their tent, God said, I'll, I'll continue to visit the iniquities. Your great-grandchildren could be dealing with something because we didn't take the time to deal with it. I, I'm sorry. I refuse that. I refuse that in my heart. I refuse that in my life. And I'm not speaking that over my future. Oh, I wish I had a church in here to talk to right now. You should not speak that into your future. I'm not speaking that into my children, into my children's children. So, honey, if I got to take care of some things today, I better take care of it today. I'm not leaving, walking out of here with stuff hidden in my tent. Why? Because victory is waiting on you. Mm -hmm. It's waiting on you. Notice I said victory is waiting on you. We are waiting on the victory, but victory is actually waiting on us. Because victory is for you and I. But in order for God to show up, we must first clean up. We want God to show up in our homes, in our lives, on our jobs. We want him to bless us in every area, and God will do it. I'm going to say that again, and God will do it. Oh, yes, he will. 
We want the Lord to show up in those areas, but we've got a dirty mess hidden that people don't know about that people don't see and God is trying to grab a hold of someone's heart here today and say yes people may not see it but I still see it and if you expect me to continue to bless you if you expect me to continue to approve of you you've got to get rid of the stuff that can't nobody see I want to help us here today because I refuse to be a church that's hiding things in the earth but I want people to see us as we are we're not perfect people but we are people that are striving to be more and more like Jesus Christ and I refuse to have things hidden under the earth and expect God to bless this church but God reveal in me God show me everything that I need to get rid of so that you can bless my life clap our hands unto the Lord let's rejoice Hallelujah. It only takes one. It just takes one to be cursed. But on the flip side, it only takes one decision today to receive every blessing from the Lord. It takes one decision. Achan made the wrong decision. Why? Because he shouted with the rest of them. Because the Bible says all of Israel shouted. So Achan was shouting. He wanted those walls to come down just like anybody else. He was shouting, but he failed to listen. Because Joshua was still giving instructions. He said, now don't touch anything. Don't take anything. Don't take the accursed thing. See, while Joshua was still talking, Achan still shout. He, he, he missed it. Because when it was time to give everything to the Lord, he saw. No doubt he looked around. And went and hid it in his tent. Under. That tells me something. Because Achan had children. Because sometimes our kids will reveal to us. Oh, I wish I can talk to y'all in here. Mama, are you supposed to be? Daddy, are you? Be quiet. Go, go to your room. Just be, uh, yep, 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 yep. but you told me you stopped. Those kids will keep you honest, won't they? Aiken had to hide it under the tent, just in case the kids came. That I, I thought Joshua said. No doubt, Joshua's may be thinking about the next generation. Maybe I can be a help. Maybe I can get them ahead. Maybe I can put something to the side to get them ahead. But what he failed to understand is that if you just be obedient to the Lord, the very next city, which was Ai, 
which had destroyed them the first time. But then once they got rid of Achan, not only Achan, but his entire household. So that means his children also were killed. They, they wiped them all out. They even took away his tent. They said, we only want his house around. They burnt everything to the ground. And then God said, now I'm with you. Now you got rid of the accursed thing. They went back to AI. And now God said, guess what? Now you can have whatever you want. All he had to do was listen the first time. I want to tell somebody, we have sang, we've jumped, we've shouted, we've sung songs unto the Lord, we've rejoiced in here, but now it's time to listen. And you better hear this preacher from my heart. I'm telling you today, we've got to get rid of things that are still hidden under the tent. We got things in our hearts that we need to place to the side. We've got things that we've told the Lord that we're going to remove and we haven't removed it yet. We've got things that we're battling with in our life and we've told Oh God, why uh, is this happening? Uh, if you just give me victory, I'll remove it. But God is saying, no, you remove it and I'll give you victory. Uh, we cannot have this thing backwards. Uh, but God is trying to get somebody's attention. You need to remove the accursed thing. Uh, remove the accursed thing. Uh, remove the accursed thing. And I promise you, victory will show up. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Stand to our feet right now.